I was always in the emergency room due to panic attacks and I had zero control over them. They were literally destroying my life. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. And we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to be talking about the subject of anxiety, but specifically when anxiety expresses itself in the form of a panic attack. A panic attack, in case you haven't heard of it, is where a person has an acute sudden onset of anxiety and a sudden sheer of fear takes over a person's body. When the person loses control, and usually it feels like they're going to die. We're going to have Richard De La Mora, who is a pastor today, but before he knew Christ, he had paralyzing panic attacks, and he didn't know what to do about it. Richard, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Awesome, Pastor Richard. It's so good to have you on the show with us. Yes. Tell me, brother. How did you struggle with anxiety? You know, I mean, I understand you struggle with anxiety for most of your young life, right? Yeah. You know, it all started in my early 20s. You know, I struggled every single day to a point I was in the emergency room. Literally, I felt like I lived there. That was like oh my, my, my second home. I was a recluse. I wouldn't go out of my house because the thought hit me. If I go out, What's going to happen when I get in a panic attack? And I was so bad to a point where anywhere I went, I had to make sure that I knew where the hospital was just in case something happens. And this literally took over my life. And I felt like I was paralyzed. I couldn't do Mm. anything. And it stopped me from living. It took the joy out of my life, took the peace out of my life to a point where I had suicidal thoughts almost every single day. And I didn't want to live because I was struggling with all of this anxiety. And, you know, it really came to me at an early age, like I said, in my 20s. And I think it happened because for me, I'm very OCD. Mm. And I'm very controlling, right? Mm. I like to be in control of my circumstances. <laughs> but the problem with that is, is that, yeah, when you are in control of your circumstances, that's not a good place to be at because you are putting unrealistic expectations on yourself that you cannot meet. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure things were right. Things were perfect. Things were you know going well. Yeah. But when things weren't going well and I didn't have control in things, that's when the anxiety kicked the highest and fear would come and grip my heart. Wow. So I battled with that immensely to a point. I remember this one time, you know, I get out of my bedroom, I'm living with my parents at the yeah. time. And, you know, I'm seeing my mom and dad crying and oh. they're just saying, you know, son, what happened to you? And I just said, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And it really took a toll on the beginning years of my life and my young adult years. Well, Richard, let me ask you, when did the anxiety start expressing itself as a panic attack? Yeah, you know, it started around the age of 22. I remember a couple of times, you know, I used to DJ growing up. So before Christ, I used to, you know, do parties. I would do all the colleges. I'd be on the radio. And I remember this one time. (laughs) Yeah, literally. I remember this one time I was at this college called UCSB. And it's in Santa Barbara, and I was yeah. DJing this party. Hundreds of people are there. Wow. And all of a sudden, my heart starts to flutter. 
and I feel this tightening on my body. I feel like there's this grip on my head. I'm dizzy. I don't feel well. And honestly, I told my friend who was next to me, take care of the set. I'm leaving. And I start running. He's like, I don't even know how to DJ. Oh my gosh. So like you suddenly needed to run and like you literally ran out of the party. Literally ran out of the party. Oh and my gosh. I'm telling you, I just couldn't do it anymore. Oh. People were like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I feel like I'm going to die. Oh. And this would happen to me like numerous times. And out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Oh my god! It just gosh. happened so much that it created a pattern in my mindset. That's crazy. Yeah, and that pattern became a stronghold. And from there, you know, like I said, I was going to a place where they were going to admit me into a mental hospital uh-huh. because I was that bad. So, well, Richard, let me ask you a question: Was there something you would say that maybe happened when you were younger? that really started the onset of anxiety? When you look back now, is there something like some type of trauma you went through or something you went through when you were younger? You know what? I think for me, I think because in my household, you know, my dad was very big on cleanliness. He was very big on on top of things. He was Mm -hmm. very adamant towards these things, big on success, big on business. And it was great. You know, my dad, I love him. He has taught me how to be not only a man of God, but man of business and just on it. But the reality is, is that that playing in my mind so much and then me adopting fears Mm. started to get the best of me in my upbringing and not only that i remember i was at work one day and i don't know i felt this like pressure on my chest Mm. and i was like what's up with this and i don't know what it was and it just was really weird this pressing on my chest and then from there that created the trigger and i really feel like that's where it started the culmination of all that and all those stresses and then me trying to control everything and not really having Having an outlet, not really leaning on God and Mm. leaning on myself created this anxiety, this panic attack that allowed me to live in a place where I wasn't at peace. Well, man, so as you felt like you couldn't control this panic attack, it could just come upon you at any time. Uh How did this make everyday living for you during this time period? There was no everyday living. I literally was a recluse. I didn't want to do anything. And, you know, if you struggle with anxiety and you struggle with panic attack, you know what it feels like. Yeah, so you're like in a cage. I mean, you're basically like a prisoner with no bars. Exactly. And the reality is, too, is you never know when it's going to come. You never know when that next panic attack is going to happen. So even when I would be at church at times when I just started going to church, I would literally leave. And the pastor would have to run after me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And it was just so bad and fear gripped my heart so much. And honestly, I didn't live. I felt like, man, what am I living for? Mm. And that was the question I had. What am I living for, God? Why am I even here? I mean, there's no purpose to my life, you know? I can't do anything. And the next time I want to do something, fear grips my heart, and I go back into my cage again. You know, I think that a lot of people who deal with panic attacks, they can really relate. They feel like they have no control. And what I'm really hearing from you is that not only the fear onset the panic attack, but then you get afraid of the panic attack. It's almost like the fear was first that caused the panic attack, but then now it's like you're afraid of having the panic attack, therefore adding more fear. Is that right? Absolutely. Oh my Absolutely. gosh. Because the next fear was when is going to happen to me. Oh so my gosh. that's the thought that always came to my head. It's like, oh, when and where, when and where, when and where. Oh and I created gosh. that to become a pattern. 
And so now when I wake up in the morning, the pattern is, okay, I'm going to do what I need to do to not cause a panic attack. And if I do, when and where is it going to happen? And that's how I lived every single day of my life. You know, the way you're describing this is almost like a really temperamental person and living with someone like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, even though it was just you that you have to like appease this panic attack and then at the same time kind of think, okay, I don't want to put myself in a position where if that panic attack acts out and I need to go, you know, that it doesn't cause like a scene, basically like the DJ moment where I couldn't imagine, you know, what happened afterwards. It's like they shut down the whole party, you know, as you're DJing and you were getting paid to do that, right? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Richard, let's stop there. I want to have you on our next show and talk about how you got set free from all this because I'm understanding that you actually did experience a level of freedom through faith. So Richard, thanks so much for being on the show. I'm looking forward to having you on our next show. Thank you. Hold tight. Let's go deeper to what you just heard right after the break. Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back, where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what are you thinking about this? I think that all of us can identify with anxiety in some way, that's for sure. Yes, you might not call it anxiety, but if you worry, that's pretty much anxiety. Especially when your worry takes on a life of its own. What is anxiety? Well, the Oxford Dictionary says anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Now, I think we all worry because our future can sometimes feel like it's going to be uncertain, like it's going to have an uncertain outcome. So we worry, we contemplate on that fear, what could happen next. We let it run in our minds day by day, and then anxiety becomes the issue. And with Richard, he was so plagued by it that it would lead to panic attacks, and he would be paralyzed by sudden waves of fear and anxiety. How scary. It is almost as if his anxiety took on a personified form, like it was a person, and would seriously just bully him into a corner where he just couldn't move at times. That happens to a lot of people. What about you? Where is your anxiety or worry level? Are there solutions to worrying about our futures, about our lives, or the lives of others? There is. In ancient writings in the Bible, Jesus told us something profound. Matthew 6, 25-27, Jesus said, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you'll drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? 
Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more of value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Friend, according to this scripture, you are valuable in the sight of God. You aren't just your own valueless person. Your future doesn't just depend on you. See, God cares about you and cares about your future. You don't have to worry about it. It won't help your situation anymore by sitting there and mulling over that issue. Jesus said you won't add one cubit to your stature, meaning you won't add anything of value to your life by sitting there and worrying about it. You're just wasting time. But good news, instead you can trust God. Yes, you can trust God. But I can sense that there's someone listening and you don't trust God because maybe you don't know Him. I want to give you an opportunity to know God, and you can know Him through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, I'm praying for that person who does not know you, who maybe believes in you somewhat, but just really does not know you. Lord Jesus, we receive you. According to your word, we can have a relationship with you. So help us to know you, Lord. And I pray, Lord God, for the person who's struggling with anxiety, that they would find your perfect peace and would begin to develop that trust in you. We ask for this in Jesus' name. I hope you were encouraged by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.